0: Hello and welcome to another enlightening episode of My Lived Experience. I'm your host, Omega Loyo. Today we embark on a poignant journey through the heart of Buko, nestled on the slopes of mountain Eligon, where the transition from girlhood to womanhood still involves the daunting task of facing the mutilator's knife. To take us on this journey is the inspiring Chebet Nasta. She's part of a remarkable group of young activists who have come together under the banner of the Boko Gender Best Champions Association, determined to challenge and reverse these harmful traditions. Throughout today's episode, we will delve into Chebet's work and the transformative impact her organization has had on the lives of young girls and women in Buko. But before we do that... Let us take a moment to immerse ourselves in the essence of Buko, to understand better the community and the challenges it faces. At studio today, I'm with a very young, lovely, vibrant, beautiful woman all the way from Buko district. Shebet, could you please introduce yourself?
1: Okay, thank you very much. I'm called Chebet Nasta from Bukwa District, Uganda. I'm a community legal volunteer with working with the Generation G program under FIDA Uganda. Um we do community sensitization about gender-based violence, sexually productive health, um and we mediate.
0: Immediate cases in the community. Yes. Okay, that's lovely. From your tone, and you seem so happy today, yes. Buko seems to be such a lovely place. Could mm-hmm. you tell us some of the things you love about your area?
1: Oh, dear. If I tell you about Buko, the old Buko, the new Buko is really beautiful. I love the wonderful sceneries in Buko. When you come, you see the hills, especially Kokoyong Hill, the Rio Hill. It's really good. You know, when you just at the hill, you see the security lights. When you come at night... Like at 8 and you sit like you're in New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shebet, yes. shebet. Um, from your description, <coughs> Buko seems to be the ideal place. Mm. But we both know that is not true. There are so many things in the community mm. that you would like to change. Yes. Mm. As a young lady and as a community legal volunteer, what are some of these things that you've noticed in Buko mm. and that you want to work and are working so hard to change?
1: Mm. Okay, thank you very much. Um. Being a wonderful place, I know there are always challenges everywhere, but Boko is different. Um, we have had a number of issues in Boko that we have seen. Personally, I have grown up as a girl and have, like, I shifted. Maybe when I got married to this, where I encountered the really challenges in Boko district. I can tell you here right and then Boko. If you know Boko, you know there is child labor. That is one of the issues that is so big in Boko. You know. Girls are used to fend for food in the house. And then we have FGM. I know it has been spoken everywhere, but it's still an issue because our girls still believe to become a woman, you need to pass through FGM, among many other issues.
0: So FGM, child labor, just generally the lack of protection of women and girls and their rights. um, Chebet, I know that you're one of the founders, you're a founding member of the Buko Gender-Based Champions Association. It's an organization that's doing amazing things in Buko. Why did you start up this organization? Who did you start up this organization with? I see you're young, mm. but you have already an organization that you have backed. Mm. So why, how, with who? Um, When I talk about Buko Gender-Based
1: Champions Association, It's an association that a group of 21 young people came about with. And um, why we came about it, we had seen a number of issues in our communities. That was way back in 2019. So we thought, what is it that we have to do to change our communities? Um, among us, okay, there are 21 young people are representative from different sub counties, and you know, in every sub county, there are different issues. Specifically, I personally, when I was relating my issue to the to the other young people, I talked about child labour as I alone spoken. One day, I was at home, and this this young girl, actually, okay, there were three young girls who came. They were carrying a heavy load of firewood barefooted actually okay, it was rainy and that these things that come from was for according to how i interviewed them but now being i being a woman i felt bad for these girls because it was school period they're not in school and they've not eaten so i had to sell off even my maize in order to like to purchase because at that time i had no money you know i had to sell maize because i just wanted to help out these ladies these girls Mm. So, but the situation was really terrible so when we were coming up with that organization I felt but I I wanted us to like really help these girls they need to really the parents need to know the value of their the children population. girls going to school so we thought about moving out to different communities sensitizing like the parents please value girls because back then I know girls are not valued they value boys to go to school at the exception of girls but now that these kids had no option the mother was sick. They had only to do that to fend for food oh, in the I'm house. Saying. And I've realized by doing this, this is how our girls get exposed to these rape issues, this development. And some of them, they want to go, they want to get married early because they feel they can do anything. They cannot provide for the food in the home. They can do this. And so they feel they can become a mother because now even I'm doing at home right now, why can't I start my own home and become a mother? That's why our girls are being married off. Um, earlier. Mm. Because of the heavy load at home, they feel, I think when I be alone and my husband, we shall only be two and the workload will be a bit maybe easy and I'll have freedom here. You understand?
0: eh? And yet they don't know that when you get married, you have children Mm. and now you're actually the caretaker of Mm. children. So it becomes a vicious cycle of poverty. Poverty. You are poor, now you have children, you have to take care of them, you don't have money. So, education is really important. Mm. As is sensitization, Mm. as is all the work Mm. that Bukwe Um, community, your organization, (laughs) (laughs) as your community organization is doing. And it is really, Mm. it's impactful work. I noticed you mentioned that you do mediations too. Yes, please. And you, (laughs) mm. (laughs) earlier on, you told me that you once got arrested. Could you let us know what, how, how did this happen?
1: Okay. Um, before, okay, like I told you we started in 2019, but now how we did, Okay, like we had no funds, but we wanted to impact the community, you know, so we had, for us to be known, we had to go to the streets first to like cleaning around, you know, moving around communities, talking to people, using these um <clears throat> burial ceremonies, weddings, and using our merry-go-rounds. To preach this information. So now they got to know about how what we do. We used to mediate, of course, like we immediate issues of families. So they got to know about us. But I remember a scenario, my dear, mm. that I felt a trap into. There is this lady, she was um, she was defiled. But now she was taken to yeah, they went to police to report. But now, you know, police guys they also need they also need money. So they bought off the other guy in order to settle the issue. At home. So they told okay, it was my husband. They were like, now for you, you look to be an influential person in the community. What do you do? Just they give us this money, go and settle that issue and then to get done like that. So they settled the issue at home. And when the okay, the new magistrate came in. And when they followed up on the issue, they realized it was a criminal offense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's not supposed to be done in the in the community or in the village. Just know they had to arrest my husband. They called him and they put him in the cells. So it was really that bad until now when I heard about, um, actually when we were working with other organizations, even FIDA Uganda came in. That's when I learned about what FIDA does in relation to mediations and these GBP issues. That's when I got more about
0: FIDA. And the reason I ask about the arrest is because back then, Mm. you were doing something out of a good heart. Mm. You thought you were helping and yet you needed that organizational structure. You needed to know which cases can I refer, which cases can I follow up, mm. what what do I do here, you see. Yes. And th- for me, that, that was such a pivotal point because that is when you meet FIDA mm. and you get the knowledge sure. on how to handle cases. Mm-hmm. So maybe now to throw the ball back to you, mm. tell us which cases can you refer, which cases can you mediate and mm. which ones do you follow up? What are these things?
1: Okay, when you talk about mediation... Um we have mediated a number of cases. Just like I told you previously, we used to do it using our own knowledge. We didn't know that maybe um there are cases that are criminal that you can that have to be referred to police, there are cases that you can handle by your own. But I'm grateful to FIDA. You know when FIDA came in it help us to know which cases are mediated which cases are referred for example mediation we have this like parental negligence, the child negligence, hmm? that these conflicts we have in our homes these minimal conflicts of resources deny of re- you can deny your your wife a resource something like that so that these issues you can handle you call in the other family and the other family and then we we speak Find a
0: peaceful year to talk of about years it and resolving that issue. Yes.
1: Yeah. But now, when you come to rape, defilement, these are criminal cases. Even according to the law of Uganda, they're so criminal. It's out of our bounds. We cannot. So, what we do in our office, we have had those guys come to us. They report that such and such things happened. What we do, we normally refer, we actually, okay, not that we refer, we can even work with them because sometimes they fear. We can walk with them to the police, and then we record. Now that we have had these telling us of police asking for P P three form, they ask money hmm, for their P three form. So when we go there, because our our organisation is well known, we can go there. We speak on their behalf. They are given freely, and then now they be, be, they they are able to be what assisted. Now when you come to follow up, definitely we follow up on all issues, on mediations. We have to follow up. If now like like there was another, there was a man who was not providing for them. For the kid, actually, he had neglected the kid. He had left the all responsibility to the wife. But when we came in, he promised that he was going to be providing. And now we had to follow up. So when we followed up, we realized issues were flowing on very well. Now on this issue of the, on the issue of the the rape, the defilement case, I told you there is a uh, there is a guy, hmm, this big man of fifty-six years old, yes. who raped the fourteen-year, yeah, P-seven girl. How can you imagine that? It's so bad. So when they reported to us, we felt it and we had to move on to really like help this girl out. But now the communities we live in, my dear, Hmm. you know, her mother was poor. Definitely she could have been bought off at home and they seized the case. But we realized we want to save the future of this girl. So what we did, we had to really like be into that case. We followed when we went to the police, they were asking for money, transporting to the court, doing this and that. But I'm grateful we last with Abby Abby, with Abby working in Fide and she was able to help out. We arranged and they were able to they were able to give us some money and we aided this girl. So as we speak right now, that girl's issue is in there. Court. and we understand when they told us about fear they told us you need to be so confidential you know these guys can come after you yes but now we had to really you don't know, play things in a confidential manner that we never wanted the 56 the, the year old man to know that we are looking after we are after him eh? so there is always playing you are
0: using the law you are yes. not trying to get into quarrels mm. to argue and be confrontational you are following the right system yes true Wow, Shebet. So here you are creating change all the way in Buko. And Mm -hmm. I really would like you to give a word of advice Mm. to so many young girls. Mm. Because as you said, child marriages, child Mm. labor, Mm. these are the issues that are affecting Buko the most. Mm. And here you are, a lady that is actually creating change. So what is your word of advice to the young girls in Buko? And also to tell them how can they create change in their own little, small way. Okay. How can people in Buko create change?
1: <clears throat> okay, thank you very much. Um, What I would want to tell a girl in Buko, not just in Buko, but wherever my voice will reach. Girls, you have the responsibility of your body. It is you to say yes or no. It's not that you have to be used to fend food for the home. Just know your life matters to yourself more than your father. Now, you girls you can see in your families how do you admire that mother of yours she's going for water she's fetching firewood she's just doing all the house choirs and at the end of it your father is coming to beat her up do this just because she did not go to school how do you feel girls i advise you out there if if you get the opportunity go to move to school and now our parents also you are the ones in charge of these girls Mm-hmm. There's a you bring uh, bring up a child value both the boys and the what and the, the girls. girls they matter and now even the society of today by the you know even the other girls helping they yeah, they're doing much when you come to my community I can tell you there is a girl who is she is married to an ambassador in South in South is ambassador of of South Sudan to South Africa. Mm-hmm. She's married, but she has constructed, you know, our family was so poor, but what she has done just through education, I know they sold off stuff to support her, but she has constructed, I think it's the best house in Boko. She has constructed for them just because they sacrificed the little things they had to educate that girl. So let's value our girls. Let girls be girls. Whether you have or you have not, we can struggle to help them. And I I will still advise girls remain to be girls. Even if your parents force you to do, no, there is a law. Now that we have have FIDA Uganda and as a community legal volunteer, I'm really grateful that wherever FIDA is reaching out please utilize the information they give you if you know that you are a victim or maybe you're falling into a trap please report to the right sources we have the police we have the in our communities speak to them about something that you feel you're uncomfortable with and you can be helped out. I realize like girls we are keeping quiet we can be helped out but we are fearing please you are the voice for your own life. Yes, Yes. so speak out and you'll be helped.
0: Yes, and that is a beautiful message, to use your voice not to let people make decisions for you, Mm. but then also at the same time to recognize Mm. that parents are also there, Mm. that the girl may want to use her voice, Mm. but also the parent's mind has to be delivered and liberated to know that, okay, I have a boy child and a girl child, Mm. how do I help both of them? Mm. And that is really good advice. Um, Another question still for you. How can someone create change? Because here you are. You're young, mm. you're a woman, mm. and you're changing your community. Mm. How do people create change? How do people be like you in society?
1: Okay, I think it starts from the desire and your vision. You know, when you feel like I'm not comfortable with something, you will want to use the odds to beat out it. Just like I told you, when we came up with this um, this, uh, this group of the 21 it was something that was not so odd. Someone cannot just step in and be like, "You know the world of today they want money. they're like they're looking for NGOs to support them with money. But for us, we want to see this change. And I believe it is the desire we had within us. the, the, the we saw the we saw the problems, actually, okay, it was so impicting. so we had to really have that feeling and wanted to see a change in our society. That's why we had to come in. To bring something about that change, actually okay, we volunteer. I told you, earlier we volunteered on our own without no money. But you want to know that wanted to know that the community to know that us we are doing something. At least we can do even if we cannot do the hundred percent. But at least we are impacting. We are
0: touching this girl. Yeah, change. Mm-hmm. Change starts with you yourself. Yes. Before definitely. any donor comes mm-hmm. in, before mm-hmm. any money comes in, mm-hmm. you have the power to mm-hmm. create the change. You as an individual. That's just powerful, Chebet. Um. Yeah. In ten years' time, mm. what is your vision for Buko? Mm. What would be the Buko that would be, you would look at it and you would feel proud?
1: Okay, thank you very much. I think the Buko um of the, of all the cases and all of the, all the issues we have discussed here, I think um I want to see girls. I want to see girls own this thing. I want to I want these girls to feel like life is a choice made by them. I want every community, actually more so, we have communities in Korshtek, okay, there are those prone communities to these to this, um vices of child labor, of teenage, teenage pregnancies and early child marriages. I want all these parents know and these communities know that it's the life of a girl that matters, not that she's there for marriage, not that she's there for bright praise, not that to become a woman she has to be mutilated. I want her to live that life that even you, as you sit, you can be proud of. I know you. I know our parents when they sit and watch screen, when they sit and watch these Nigerian movies, they admire how these ladies are driving, they admire how they are working in offices, they admire how how they are working in different like they are making voices for their country. I really want a community where we can feel and we are proud that when we see a girl out there, just like we are using athletics, we have the Sabines have been known about uh, athletics, eh. We are we are now speaking it out in um At in different international countries internationally competition yeah I want that to be in bookwa the bookwa that they knew of FGM let me tell you you know when I when I came to school why I was so affected when I introduced my name as Chebet Nasta they'd be like Chebet are you circumcised and it was so embarrassing so I want that to stop akali mm? you don't want circumcision and to you be know. your entire identity yes. you are more than that yes. Mm, I'm more than a marriage material, just, yes, even right now I can, I can empower my, I want to be empowered that whether with a man or with not, I am a lead, I can provide, I no, I'm just there for my life,
0: yeah. You can sustain yourself, you Mm. can take care of your home, Mm. you can take care of your family, your mind is your own, your decisions are your own. Mm. Wow, Shebet, what a beautiful interview, um, just maybe as a parting shot, What makes you proud to be a community legal volunteer?
1: Wonderful. Now being a community legal volunteer, my dear, thanks to FIDA, you know, I have passed through a number of trainings and through the, through the trainings, I think I built my confidence. I was a bit shy, but I built my confidence. I'm able to stand even on, in front of the stakeholders, and I can preside for something. I can present very well, so why I'm proud to be a CLV. I've been so in touch with the communities. Now, I've, now that I've told you from our success success stories, we had a number. We had an, about one over 150 plus cases, just because of this, the way we have been interacting with the community and I feel it is through these trainings that this, this, the feeder guys gave us that we are impacting more because we know the law we have it in our hands. We can walk with, and I'm proud to stand and say, this is right and this is wrong. And they're able to listen to me. Now that I'm empowered, I can speak. I can, I've can. been mediating and doing the referrals and following up. Even the community can stand. When there is an, a case, they can even come to me, even at in my own premises. Back then, it used not to be. I used to look for, but now they come to me. So I'm proud I'm impacting on my community. And we have, I see a tremendous change, really. Yeah, because girls come and we are helping we are helping families and families are thriving, that makes me proud
0: You've become a true pillar of gender justice Mm. in your community we have been so privileged to have you on this show, Shebet, thank you for making the time.
1: You're welcome once (laughs) again
0: Have a nice day We conclude today's episode of My Lived Experience with our remarkable guest, Shebet Nasta. I want to acknowledge the invaluable work being done by the Association of Women Lawyers in Uganda. FIDA's dedication to promoting justice and equality is commendable, and we are grateful for their support in bringing these crucial conversations to our listeners. If you or someone you know needs assistance, please reach out to FIDA at 800 or 0776-987-028 or 776 0776- 987-299 Remember Fida Uganda's services are free of charge. My Lived Experience is produced by Radio Basket. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned for more captivating stories on My Lived Experience. I'm your host, Omega Loyo. signing off.